Rockers have been having dust-ups with the law since the first time Elvis was arrested in 1955. Given all the various interactions with law enforcement and the courts over the past uh, seven-odd decades, rock and rollers are in a unique position to put us fans wise to the perils of running afoul of the law. So on this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, we're going to tell you the stories behind 10 songs that taught us the crime doesn't pay. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. All right, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages, welcome to the circus, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Um, hanging out one more time yet again to uh, bring you some awesome uh, music uh, talk and uh, humor. At least we... Th- at least you could humor yeah, us by listening. We think we're funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think kind of funny. Funny looking. Um, no, I don't think that about myself. No. <laughs> but uh, I was, as the, as the intro music was playing, I had this vision of like a sort of like, um, yeah. like a like a little video thing that would be happening on the screen while that's playing. Okay. And it was us as silhouetted characters, like pink, like bright pink and bright blue mm-hmm. and like bright yellow against like a black background. Sure. Like doing like, you know. Real like 1960s ish spy movie like oh, karate right. chop <laughs> yeah, things yeah, and everything yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the gun <laughs> almost like the beginning of Charlie's Angels yeah, or something right? like that oh, you know okay and um, I think that would be fucking hilarious well, you guys can be my <laughs> angels and I can be Charlie okay <laughs> Lily's okay angels. Charlie Lily's angels <laughs> cheer up Charlie oh my God. do you have the golden ticket Charlie. <clears throat> You lose. You mm. get nothing. There we go. Good there day. We go. I know Good day. It's in there somewhere. Just had to bring it out. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We had to take a little side turn there. These things happen. This is why you tune in, isn't it? Um, I want to tell you, first of all, our website is LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, lots of cool stuff there, including like our whole back catalog, me doing interviewing all kind of very cool people like uh, Nancy Wilson from Heart and Dermot Mulroney and all kind of really cool, famous people. I have... Um, a whole archive of that. Our YouTube archive is there. You get access to that stuff for like one click. As well as, oh, the opportunity to get uh, on our uh, inner circle list where you get the emails about what's going on and you get access to our uh, closed up Facebook group. So it's a closed group and it's all about music and having fun. There's no BS. And um, you get to see this podcast go down live and we will interact with you guys a little bit later on. So, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, I'd love to give a shout out to Wolf's Customs. I think <laughs> Chris, were you in Facebook jail, brother? Because <laughs> I have, it feels like I haven't Chris? seen you. Uh, but I think you're. I saw him commenting and sharing some stuff today, so oh, I think he's so back. He's but okay. uh, Chris Thunderwolf Dodson at Wolf's Customs. Um, check them out all over social media. They do amazing artwork on musical instruments. Just really cool stuff, kind of like anything you want. They specialize in hollow flash. They do a whole. Uh, 
like array of things as well. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, when they, you get it back, it's all set up and it's totally sweet and everything. So uh, find them at uh, Wolf's Customs dot online or all over social media um rockrageradio.com download download the app there because you can hear great um music programming 24 7 with the ludini rock and roll circus hot licks with lily six uh uh what's her name this she's new angela angelina she's not new she's come back it's the bad girl rock show she used to be yeah so she messaged me and i said would why don't you come in like guest host with us on, on the circus? And she said she wants to do that. Oh, that nice. Awesome. <clears throat> so we'll 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 get her on. That's something I think we should do. I think we should try to like, hang. We should try to like interact with because you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. we could all be on each other's shows. Yeah, for right. sure. You know, yeah, we could have Kitra. Yeah, yeah. We could have Michelle. Right. All the peeps. We could do. We could do. John. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we could we could kind of <clears throat> you know help 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 each other out and. Uh, Cross what, what's they call that cross cross pollination promote yeah, cross promotion oh, that too. or cross pollination I like cross pollination cross dress I uh, what, we, no, cross dress with them cross dress you know we're going no, to um um what a cross see what cross dressing oh, is oh boy here we go is when you Sorry. take um a uh, you know yes <laughs> see you don't trouble. know do you. <laughs> I'm try. I have I'll several go. different clever things to say, and I can't pick, can't which, pick one which one. I, is, one I want to say. Yes. So we all. I don't think we need to talk about cross dressing. No, I, think we, I, I, I don't know how we we got there, but I don't anyways. know either. Oh, we were cross pollinating. Oh, that's what it was. And I guess cross dressing is cr- part of cross pollinating. Is that sure? Works? Why not? The bee it gets just, dressed up. It could be the little girl bee gets dressed up like a man bee and vice versa, uh, and they visit flowers together. Is that right? Weird. That's kind of weird. Am I not? I'm not Okay, with that. Did I, I, I failed nature in grade school. You did. I failed nature. I failed nature. Nature, I failed you. <laughs> so, anyways, we are here with Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Lily V6 is in the house, speaking of yeah. uh, Rock Rage Radio. Anyways, go to rockrageradio.com, download the app, and you can listen to the craziness like this all, all the time. And mm-hmm. believe me, you need this. <laughs> Trust me, because we need this. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of Rock Rage Radio, we have Lily V6. Oh what's Hi, up? what's up? Also, you forgot to mention it was free, I think. Oh. Rock Rage Radio. So That's right. It that is free. Free. Uh, well, wait a minute. Where's my? I need my. I need my. Uh, you know, skim. You know, <laughs> <laughs> skim from free is wow. well, nothing. Yeah. There you nothing go. from nothing leaves nothing. <laughs> yes, yes. Gotta do something. Mother pu- mo- motherfucker, punch you in the lips. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't you remember that? No. That's from Eddie, the Eddie Murphy. Uh, oh. <laughs> one of his stand-up coming where he I'm talks like, about getting that punched in the mouth in a, in a disco. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Take notes, everyone. Go watch everything later. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyways, guys, we're just we're just having we're just having a lot of fun tonight. Um, so we uh, uh Pittsburgh Kevin. Hey, what's up, I'm everybody? Sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right, I'm that's okay. Bounce all around. Uh, you what are. Do you do, Pittsburgh Kevin? You all right? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. What did anybody do? Anybody do anything cool? No. No. I never did. All right. Uh, since we no, didn't give cool, it to we'll just move right into. <laughs> no. Lily did shit. I, I, Friday, I went to Casty Village to their little firework night, which was fun. Ooh. I was on the VIP truck where there was a pool and sand. Did you go to Giannavias? I did not go to Giannavias. Uh, I went to that little hibachi there, though, which oh, thank was you. delicious. Hibachi, hibachi. I don't know what that means, but yes, sorry. <laughs> and then well, I went I to Tiki Bar in Finleyville on oh. Saturday morning, and that's about all. There you go. You went to the Tiki Bar on Saturday morning. Yeah. What's what? Wow. <laughs> at 11 a.m. starting. 
11 a.m. morning. <laughs> Ironically, really I went to the titty bar. That's different. Or that. That's different than the tiki bar. I mean, I was there. Tiki's and titties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's good. the name of the restaurant. There it is. <laughs> nice. You know, my, my favorite podcast, um, they watch their language, you know, and sometimes oh. I, f- I wonder if maybe we should do that, but we're, we're no. not them. No. It just, it just, I, I'm just like, we do put on the podcast that it, with a little E, yeah. you know, oh, that it's, it's explicit. explicit. Um, so I don't know, maybe, you know, may, maybe we should clean that up. I don't know. It's just a thought. If you guys think we should like clean it up, no. we can do Look, that. Look, if you don't want to hear the things like, no, you don't want to hear things like rectal fistula. Don't listen to our show. Now everyone's going to go look that up. Ah, you're welcome. <laughs> anyway. You know, yeah, no, nothing beats <laughs> yes. anus interruptus. Oh, oh that's horrible. <laughs> the, when I heard that that was an actual thing, wow. I'm like, oh my God. Anus interruptus. What a pain in the ass that is. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Oh. This is why. I'm thinking, I got to stop. I'm gonna, I, I feel one of those... Um, Panic Stephen Sodomite um, what? opera things coming, getting ready to come out of it. <laughs> Is that his name Stephen so- Sodomite? I don't know. I wish I could answer that question. I just wonder I how cannot. his butthole is. Does you know? I don't know. He does cats or rent or rent your cat or something. Is that really his name, Sodomite? That's <laughs> not his name. So- Sodom Soda, something. Soda? Sodom. Sodom of Sam. No, it's not Sodom of Sam. Sodom of Sam. Sodom of Sam. He's an interesting dog. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, what are we doing? Sodheim. Sodheim? Yeah, a, that's it. There you that's go. It. Look at me knowing stuff. So I got to like, I got to yeah. nix it. All, All right. right. Hey, so, wait. Uh, yeah. now you wanted me to remind you of a, a certain oh, person's yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I'm uh, reminding you. You are reminding me. Yeah. But that hint is like not enough to jog it back. So we will have to <laughs> circle back. Really? Um, yeah. I've been holding oh, on to that okay. thought. Oh, I know what it was. Yeah, I'll tell was. you the guy's name if I you know, want. No, I remember. I remember. I remember. Before we were... Some somebody. What did you say? Kevin said something, and I thought he said, uh, "What you said?" He. I thought you said he Tina Turner or, oh, eternal, uh, eternal life or something like that. And you thought it was Tina Turner life. Tina Turner. I thought he said Tina Turner life. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and and so we started joking around about Ike and Tina Turner and blah 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 blah. And it, I recall I worked in a band with this dude, and when he had that um, in his child's room when she was a baby. Uh-huh. He put up a picture of Dwight Eisenhower and a picture of Tina Turner. And he everybody came to his house, he would show it to him. He goes, Look, Ike and Tina. <laughs> wow. Uh, he literally had his babies laying good. there in a crib and there's Ike and yeah. Tina on the wall. <laughs> the child grew that's up thinking <laughs> those were his parents. You know that that's president right. was an asshole. He used to beat <laughs> Tina Turner. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> what? Eisenhower beat yeah. Tina Turner. Yeah. That's my dad. Oh boy. Yeah, so I don't know why. So we were That's so we were, it was a random thought. That's so great. um <laughs> this is a really th- th- there's certain tropes yes. in in uh rock music. We sure. we kind of talked about this before, right? There's the um um you know, love, we found you know, found love, I'm in love, you know. There mm-hmm. is, you know, the the bitch left me and broken hearted, you know what I mean? There's that trope. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. is you know what I mean? There's like we did a show, we did a podcast on songs about 
um, musicians like John, like songs like Johnny Be Good. Mm -hmm. that, that's a trope, you know. And mm -hmm. one a popular trope in music, not just rock music, but in music in general, is you know running afoul of the law, mm. <laughs> like you know getting in up to some naughty business. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, I think it's interesting. And like, there's way more than ten songs. Legit. There's like a gazillion yeah. songs. Gazillion and I have songs. a couple like I think that are that are kind of zingers. Okay. That, that people that y'all are gonna go, oh yeah. Okay. I got a couple. I got a, I got a couple. I got a couple. Yeah. So um but we are going to start as we always do with Lily. So what do with you got? With me. So the first one I have is sort of a country song, but I really love it and it I just heard it all weekend long was Uneasy Rider eighty eight by Charlie Daniels. Oh. Not the original Uneasy Rider, but the Uneasy Rider eighty eight. Um, it's a funny song uh, about ending up in jail. And mm -hmm. Charlie Daniels is a storyteller in all of his songs, which, you know, is something I really like. Um, it might even be a little controversial, uh, this song, because it talks about these guys. They're on the road. They're going to stop at a bar. They end up at a gay bar. And one mm -hmm. of the guys realizes it. Well, not a gay bar. I mean, they're cross-dressing gay people, you know, the whole thing. But one guy realizes it. One guy doesn't. The guy that doesn't realize it goes off and dances with the ladies. Hey. Charlie Daniels is looking around like this isn't our kind of place, blah, blah, blah. But uh, they, in the end, they fight their way out of the bar. Mm -hmm. They speed off in their really fast motor vehicle and they get pulled over and end up in jail where he has to call his father to bail him out. Mm. And the, uh, the last lines of the song is now I'm sitting here in the county jail. I had to call my daddy to get our bail. But I learned a, a lesson that I'll never forget again. I've, got, I've done giving up drinking and I've given up bars. And running around the country in souped up cars and going back to where the women are women and the men are men. So that's probably a controversial part of it. But yeah, they end up in jail over huh. getting out of a bar that they didn't belong in necessarily. Wow. Good one. Interesting. Good one, Lily. Thanks. That's a very good one. I think Virgo did a very good job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Okay, so who do we have? Well, I'll go next Why if don't you don't mind. Uh, if you don't mind, so you know I studied on killing on you uh, again. I studied on quite a bit. Did you now? Yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so my my first song is "18 Alive." Damn Did you, you have you guys? No, and I'm like, I know Lily's probably going to have this, but that's the first. Oh, but that's a, <laughs> that's like supposed to scare me. Yeah, turns it does. me on. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, it's by Skid Row. You met, Did you ever hear them? Unfortunately, no, I'm you just heard kidding. of those guys? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've heard of them. But uh, the title of the song alludes to its subject, 18-year-old Ricky. He was, yeah, you know that guy. Uh, and he ends up receiving a life imprisonment, a sentence of life imprisonment for the murder of another teen. So, OMG. yeah. So don't don't shoot another teen, okay? Because you go to jail, okay? And the song was uh, inspired by Sabo's uh, brother's Rick Rick's life after coming home from Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Wow. Accidental murder. And the music video is exactly that. <laughs> yeah, I remember a V. You know. <clears throat> All right. I cool. sure, I sure like, I sure like that skid row. They, they seem like nice boys. I'm just saying. Well, you know, if I was crazy. to say something, that's how I'd be saying. They seem like nice boys. <laughs> um, I, Lily, can you look up something for me? Can you find me? Um, I don't, I, I don't have a date on this or anything. 1867. It, it's eight, 1967. 1867. <clears throat> this is uh, Give Me Some Water. Oh. By yeah. the man himself, Mr. Eddie Money. We don't, oh, I'm sorry. There it is. January 1979. Right. Wow. There it is. Quick. <clears throat> Dirty. 
Your clicker is dirty? No, I said you're quick and dirty. <laughs> oh. My clicker dirty. My clicker is dirty. Wow, Please I don't excuse even me. Know what that I'm quick means. and dirty. Getting down and quick and dirty. Said I'm quick and dirty. Please hand me Sorry. Did I just burst into a rap thing? Yeah, I that's kind beautiful. of feel like you did. <laughs> See, I'm very multicultural. Oh, you're something. Um, yeah, give me some water. Came out in 1979, and it tells the story of these, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, gunmen, like Old West. Mm-hmm. It kind of tells this Old West story, and, um, you know, his mom, you know, does, <clears throat> you know, his mom and dad kind of, you know, don't understand, and, you know, his dad gets sick, and so he's got to make some money, mm-hmm. so he gets good with a gun, and, of course, he gets up to all kind of shenanigans, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, he gets eventually gets you know him and his brother team up as partners, and um, what happens is they kill a man at the Mexican border, right? And that is the chorus. Give me some water because I killed a man at the Mexican border. Cool, cool water. I need a little. I water. always forget about that song. <clears throat> um, but it ends with uh, can't you see that long white rope hanging from the hangman's tree? Take the restless horse, tie my hands, of course, tell my mother that I'm finally free. Um, so, you know, it has a very kind of somber ending, but it's a big fucking hit. <laughs> yeah. And it's got a good, it's got a good beat. I believe, like, this, I believe that, like, I saw people dancing to this on American Bandstand. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. You I know, can see it. Like, it's kind of like, what? Um, but it's, it's really a, um, it's a big pop hit, and the whole song is just. And that's a um, that that's probably would be a subject of a good podcast. But I mean, like, um, you don't really hear, you know. Well, so I guess you do hear that. There's always that segment of songs that come out. We did one, um, and that I did not realize really. I did a l- lyrics with Ludini, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, and we were talking about, oh my goodness, this is kind of was it might have been WAP. Maybe. Maybe. Because <clears throat> it kind of progresses. You know, that's interesting. So, okay. So, got to give WAP <laughs> some props for that. Um, <laughs> whoop, whoop. Not whoop. WAP. Oh, sorry. WAP, WAP. But uh, this is uh, this is a song that was a big pop hit that people danced to on American Bandstand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a three minute, 30 seconds. You know, it's like the perfect length and everything. <clears throat> and um, it tells this really morbid story. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it does show that crime does not pay. No. Kids. Do not kill people on the Mexican border. No. That is the moral of the fucking story. Make sure it's in the Midwest somewhere. Wow. In the woods. Or not at all. Drag them to Texas oh, you first. Go that route too. Yeah, just don't kill them at all. But if you have to kill somebody. If he need killing, he need killing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Every now and again, need a good killing. I'm just saying. Just say no, kids. <laughs> just say, <clears throat> just say, say no, no to kids. Yeah, that too. That too. Oh, <laughs> uh, that guy there. I that was a bad joke to make <laughs> considering the world situation, <clears throat> and I wasn't even thinking about that subject. So I what do you got? Which we know. So the next one on my list is "London Dungeon" by the Misfits. Oh, 1981. London um, dungeons falling down. Yeah, oh, that's sorry. it, Lou. Right. <laughs> Oh, God. After having traveled to the United <laughs> Kingdom for an ill-fated tour with the British punk rock group The Damned in the late oh. in late 79, Danzig and Steele were arrested for their involvement in a fight inspiring them to create the song. Um, so basically what happened is they were um, they were on tour with these, or they had played with these guys a couple of times. The Damned asked them to come on tour uh, for six dates in England. 
Um, the Misfits flew out to the United Kingdom for the tour, but the Damned, having scheduled a different opening act for their tour, was not expecting the Misfits' arrival. Um, nevertheless, uh, the Dam's management booked the Misfits to the tour. Um, there were some problems that happened. They didn't receive a payment or their payment for performing on the tour. Um, instruments and equipment that was supplied were substandard, so you know the guys got mad. They ended up in a fight and in jail. Um, Steele said I, he turned to Glenn and said, "Let's we should make a song about it called London Dungeon." So there, there you it go. Is. Well, awesome. The more you know. Right. Very good, Lily. Oh, I yes. give that a total right there. Oh, it boy. Like a mini boner, but okay. Mini boner. <laughs> oh, Lily. Oh, Lily, you give me a, you know. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. He ran away. Oh, wow. Ooh. Well, you can't blame Kevin. No, can't. I, no, you can't? No, you can't blame Kevin because he's I'm a, Irish. I'm a little and, slow. And if you give him enough to drink, yeah. he'll be talking about the great potato famine and the little people. Oh, what are you talking about? Don't be talking about the potato famine unless you've lived through it. See what I'm saying? Here we go. Here we go. I went, listen. I went, Here's your sign. No, I, went to, I went to Giant Eagle and they didn't have any Orida boxes of potatoes. I died. Luckily, they had whiskey. So it's all right. It's your pick first. It's my my turn. It's my pick. <laughs> I'm gonna it's go. It's my pick, and I'll cry if I want to. to. <laughs> Remember, folks, this is free, so don't. Uh, don't be, uh... So my get what you pay for. <laughs> get what you pay for, and then some. Uh, so I'm gonna go with low hanging fruit on this one with uh, I fought the law. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about the Clash here, the Clash's version here. Now I don't know if you know this, Lou. What? What? I said all right. Oh, okay. I, thought you were <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Air Lou, you know. But uh, it was written by Sonny Curtis and Bobby Fuller. Sonny Curtis! We were just talking about Bobby. We were just talking, we were just about, talking about Bobby, Bobby Fuller. Fuller. We're going to get... We need, yeah. yeah, I'll bring that up a little bit later. Okay. On, we'll going to be an interesting podcast. Yes, yes. Uh. <laughs> Mr. Spanishly. <laughs> I really thought you were him. <laughs> that was awesome. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, I Fought the Law was released Grab as a... get in here! <laughs> I Fought the Law was released as a single... I'm sorry. I Fought the Law was released as a single 19... 19- I Fought the Law was released as a single 1979 by The Clash. The song is about a person who has committed illegal acts. <gasps> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know. But evades being caught by the police. The I'll mu- pour Lacey Peterson on your ass. Wow. Sir, the music for I Fought the Law was originally written for a television show that never got picked up. However, (laughs) however, it became popular after being used several times on the British television show Punking Out, which followed punk bands from around London. He's like punking out. You're punking out. You're like punking out. You're punking out. Don't punk out. Jim's kids today. Jim's kids, they're punking, punking out, out all day long, ain't doing nothing. <laughs> they're yard apes. <laughs> I'm bringing yard apes back. I'm bringing yard apes back. <laughs> Your turn, Lou. Oh, <laughs> righty. Right then. Right here. That's a good trip. You know, I keep forgetting there's a camera, and I'm probably looking like a total fucking moron. No, no, not at all. No, 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 that's no, fine. It's fine. Right. It doesn't look that bad. It You're doesn't right. matter. Did you ever see Feast? No. <laughs> Did you see that movie? Feast? Okay. Feast. Oh, Feast. Sorry. 
don't think I've ever seen Feast. There's this. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so my my oh, my song is from a movie. It's from Beverly Hills Cop, two, and it is "Shakedown" by Bob Ooh, Singer. Oh, there you go, Bob. I love Bob. Rubich, Rubich, shake up, <clears throat> Roy. <laughs> <laughs> you okay over there? I should do the no, whole podcast a, like that. You no, should. You, I'm yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. make it today. Yeah, that'd be great. So I'll be filling in. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Could you? Yeah, would you? That'd be great. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. That'd be yeah. Bob Singer, 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 Singer. I knew a sewing there, machine. I, I knew there's a lot of people in Indiana County. Yeah. That say Singer. Really? Bob Singer. Hmm. Say it how you want, I suppose. Bob sure. Singer is Hall of Fame. Is a Hall of Fame singer songwriter with tremendous appeal. But it took some help from Hollywood to earn him an elusive number one hit. The song was written uh, for the movie Beverly Hills Cop 2, starring Eddie Murphy in his role as Axel Foley, the first Beverly Hills Cop. One soundtrack uh, had boosted the popular fortunes of the Pointer Sisters with Neutron Dance, Patti mm-hmm. LaBelle with New Attitude. For the sequel, it was Seeger's turn. Harold Faltermeyer, who wrote the score for the film, wrote the music for Shakedown along with Keith Keith Fossey, Fossey excuse me. Uh, Bob Seeger wrote the lyrics, which uh, relate to Murphy's character. Hmm. <clears throat> And uh, song was uh, nominated for an Oscar for uh, Best Music Original Song, but lost to Carly Simon's Let the River Run from Working Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you look at, like, I actually rewatched Working Girl recently. Oh, I love that And movie. it's a good movie, mm-hmm. but it's not Beverly Hills Cop. Right. Um, right. Anyways, <laughs> Glenn Fry, who had a number two with uh, Heat Is On from the original uh, Beverly Hills Cop, was slated to record uh, this song. Uh, which had different lyrics at the time. However, a week before it was to be recorded, he had to drop out with Lar- Laryngitis. Oh, so no. Bob Seger uh, was asked to replace him. However, Bob Seger didn't like the lyrics and thought he retained the... Sp- uh, and, though, and though he did retain the same chorus, he wrote the verses, which also gave him composer credit on the song. Seger recalls uh, there were a lot of lyrics about working undercover. I didn't like them, so I threw them all out. I decided to write it my way, and they trusted my judgment. When Seger released his first greatest hits album in 94, he left the song off, even though it's his biggest hit. Seger <laughs> felt it wasn't his greatest and not one of his signature songs. <laughs> huh. Well, whatever. Hmm. <clears throat> I wonder if I would I suspect. Yes. That first of all, that sounds like a giant line of horseshit. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, you don't to be your greatest hits and not put your number ones on. You just don't. I suspect there was monetary reasons. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Somebody was gonna uh-huh. really get greased, and he didn't want him to, and they they had a big. He's like. So he was like, "Screw you! I'm not gonna put it on my greatest hits, and you're gonna Screw not gonna you get guys." That exactly. Yep. But yeah, um, I think it's a really cool song. I always like it. It's a very cool guitar anyway. solo on it, <clears throat> and it really—it's it's Bob Seger through and through. But it definitely has an '80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like the song has, has structure yeah. like a more yeah. like an '80s, and he didn't write the music, so it, but he did write the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so you know, he has involvement in creating, you know, what the song uh, was was going to be, and of course, his vocal performance on it is. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's Bob Seeger. Yeah. I, 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 I think I may have said this before that um, my sister was uh, um, 
was uh, really into roller skating. I was mm-hmm. I hadn't quite gotten into it as much as she was, and she would hear this song, old time rock and roll, at the roller rink. Yes, sir. And <laughs> and one and one day we were watching television, and one of these KTEL commercials came on. You know, all oh, the original hits by all oh, the original artists, and they would flash like a few seconds of the singer. And when Bob Seger came on singing, my sister turns around, looks at me, she goes. Oh my God! I always thought he was black. <laughs> she was like, she was like, he, serious as a freaking heart attack, and and he really does right. like have a very yeah. soulful voice. Detroit guy, you right, know, right? Uh, rock and roll. Um, but yeah, um, so, so I think it's a very cool song, and it does have that, um, you know, breaking the law. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> you're not gonna get away <laughs> with it. <laughs> you're busted. You're done. Yep. 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 What do you got, Lily? Uh, I also chose a Clash song, oh, uh, Jail Guitar Doors, uh, released as a B-sided 77 single, Clash City Rockers. Uh, this Joe Strummer pen track gives a subtle nod to the trio of rockers who found themselves in trouble with the law, MC5's Wayne Kramer, Fleetwood Mac's Peter Green, and the Rolling Stones' mm. Keith Richards. Wow. Uh, Kramer would later up link with Billy Bragg to create Jail Guitar Doors initiative with the aim of providing musical in- equipment for the use of inmates serving time in prison and funding individual projects such as recording sessions in UK prisons for former inmates throughout the UK. Cool. So, fun stuff. Talks, nice. They do talk specifically about each person's role Role in the, how they went to jail. <laughs> wow. Kind of fun. Hmm. Mm. Um, you kind of gave me an idea for a podcast. I have to give you an idea you, for you a gave, podcast. You gave me one. Oh, I did? Just give oh, oh, good. Oh, I thought you I thought that, um, I just thought about maybe something where... You had to you had to try to get a friend who did not like punk but liked rock to mm-hmm. like punk. Okay. What band would you oh. like? Ask tell them to listen oh. to. Wow, that would be interesting. I think that that would be that a, would uh, be good. Can I have the pen so I can write it down? Yeah. <laughs> right there. Thank you. <laughs> it's yeah. it's totally doable. It's totally doable. Because you know some of the. You know, some of the early punks that was like way out there, you know. Right. I mean? <clears throat> but, but there are, there is a lot though. Yeah. There's some that it really, you know, I think the, I would, the reason you said the Clash, I think the Clash is one of those bands. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 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 And Mr. Pittsburgh, Kevin, what is your next pick? Let me ask you something, Lou. Oh, God. Are you ready for some dirty deeds done dirt cheap? <laughs> Dirty deeds, dumb jerp, dumb jerp, dirt, 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 I have another beer, Kevin. All right, dirty, dirty, have two, please, yes. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap is the third song on the Australian rock band ACDC's album. Listen to this, dirty deeds done dirt cheap. What a, what a coincidence. Well, I know, right? <laughs> my mind which, is blown through my face. Which was released September 1976. This song is about a man who offers to do any task for money, no matter how dirty or how illegal. Do you like that? I like that, that voice. That was nice. That was a good I point. should do. I should do the whole podcast podcast in that voice. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> the title "Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap" comes from the movie Death Race 2000. Don't watch me tight. Huh? Okay. Oh, um, well. I'm not. I'm, I'm talking. You guys make me nervous. I'm not even <laughs> looking look at, at you, you, you paranoid freak. <laughs> Anyway, the title comes it's, from... It's it's them. Jesus it's them. Jesus, somebody it's them. No, no, not you. The one behind you. <laughs> Knock it off, Kay! 
He's a little creepy. Maybe come over there. <laughs> so the, uh, the stand t- over there. This yeah, be great. There you go. That would be that would be wonderful. <laughs> so the uh, the title comes from the movie Death Race 2000 from 1975. The actor David Carradine said says it by accident while pushing someone into a giant meat grinder. Oh. So lead singer Bon Scott watched this movie and thought that phrase would make a good album title for the next album from ACDC. So that's where that came from. Nice. I got to go back and watch that movie now. I remember seeing that as a kid. My mom was very cool. She took us to see Death Race 2000. That was cool. That was very cool. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. Cool, Mom. You're the reason I'm twisted. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I think, um, but does does the song prove or just demonstrate the crime doesn't pay? No. No, it just talks about a bunch of cool crimes. (laughs) Um, I think I, I think you could if you that's cool that's a good one but uh, one I was thinking what by ACDC would be like um, uh, Jailbreak yeah yeah because he made it out with a bullet in his back oh my <laughs> Jailbreak oh, man I love that song I just remembered I, I, you know obviously <laughs> <laughs> was that movie you wanted to see it you wanted me to get again what who said who said what Oh, wow. So let's talk about one of mine. Okay. <laughs> one of mine. Mm-hmm. One of mine. Oh, my God. I'm not prepared. Yes, what? you are. Sure no, you are. So. No, I'm, I'm having... Okay. Are you having issues today? I'm having crazy oh, time. Lordy. So. Anyways, guys, rockrageradio.com. Download the app. <laughs> it's free. Let's say it's free. It's free. 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 How much is it? Free. Totally free. free. Just download the app or go to rockrageradio.com. It's even more free if you can um, feel free like Cream did. Yeah. Okay, here I got I got my shit. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> uh, looks like I picked the wrong day to stop <laughs> sniffing glue. <laughs> Timmy, go get you some. Yeah. Okay. Elmer's <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> 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 One hit Elmer's and I'm mm. good. Solid. Solid. Little bump makes you straight. Yeah. You know. <laughs> the next thing after Elmer's is chloroform, so. <laughs> no rubber cement. <laughs> rubber did cement? You, mm. Kevin, did you ever see the um, the TikTok oh, video? God. We love um, tic- we love the TikTok. <laughs> and we old, so it's we like, call it like, that TikTok. Know, how, like the kids are like being really bad and stuff like that. And, like how to get the kids to behave? And it's like chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> it is. Chloroforming their oh Chloroform. I want you know. I would. I bet. I want. Did do you think Miss Mythbusters ever did like a thing about how, <laughs> you know, how chloroform is portrayed in the? In the movies, right? Like the the guy who's mm-hmm. got the glove hand with the thing, and he goes over the woman's face, and she it falls down. Um, and you you know, does it, it, it? It's like quicksand. You know, like, like right, for like right. years, we all thought, oh my god, quicksand, and you find it, it's not. Really, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, you know I was. I really thought that was going to be a huge factor in my adult life. Quicksand. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not so I was much. very worried about it. I know. That, I mean, the way the movies portrayed it for like in the 70s and 80s, it was like, it wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a television show that did not eventually come down to, to two two characters being in a quicksand mm-hmm. situation. So you're asking if chloroform's the same way. Yeah, chloroform was kind of the same thing. Like chloroform okay. was in, you know, chloroform was in Mannix, McMillan and Wife, right. Cannon, Barnaby Jones, like the, the Charlie's Angels, like, I mean, 
Chloroform was probably in freaking Happy Days. It might have been. <laughs> now, I, I don't think it was Mythbusters, but I did see a thing on that, though. It doesn't work that fast. Okay. It takes a while. Uh, yeah. It was oh, so a re- you don't just immediately it was pass a re- out. It was a report I saw. I don't know first. Oh, you don't know. Anyway. With, with Sally Wiggins. With Sally Wiggins. <laughs> On you don't know anything four. about that. I don't channel know nothing four. about that. And <laughs> Sally Wiggins doesn't remember much either. Oh! Uh, well, Sing. let me put it this way. Yes. Uh, speaking of Sally Wiggins, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about Hot Rod Lincoln by Commander Cody and his oh, yeah. Lost Planet Airman. And um, this is just a sweet little <coughs> ditty. Um Mm-hmm. It's got this great rockability, rockability, rockability. rockability. It's got good rockability. <laughs> Have another drink. That's it, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Rockability. I don't know. No, it's good. No, no. I actually like it. Rockability. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it. <clears throat> but no, seriously, it's got this cool rockability uh, riff. Yeah. Rockability riff. You know what I'm saying? I love yeah, it. I'm saying rockability riff. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anyways, um. Uh, by the band's now defunct official site, Hot Rod Lincoln was originally written by Charlie Ryan. It was first recorded and released by Charlie Ryan and the Livingston Brothers in 1955. It tells the second half of the story started by the song Hot Rod Race, recorded in 1951 oh. by Archie. Boy, this is a complicated history. By Archie oh. Shib- Shibley. Shibley. <laughs> Shibley. And his Mountain Dew Boys. Wow. Um, so that's like what the foggy bottom boys. Yes. Uh, yes. What is evoking here? <laughs> As referenced in the opening line, have you heard the story of the hot rod race when the Fords and Lincolns was set in the pace? The story is true, I'm here to say. And I was driving that model A. Sure the whole, the song has these clever rhymes yeah it's yeah. fun to, it like kind of tickles your ear you know what i mean it it's like kind of fun to listen to you know they're real, real clever um uh, while the song tells the race of a uh, lincoln and a cadillac on the grapevine uh grade in california the actual location was on the lewiston grade in idaho the most iconic line from the song is son you're going to drive into drinking if you don't stop <laughs> driving that hot rod lincoln right on uh was there really a hot rod lincoln yes and no actually it was a real really built <laughs> one more time rebuilt car with the body of a model a coupe set into the frame of a 1941 lincoln Ooh. along with a hopped up lincoln engine block however at the time of the song's writing ryan built a second car this time with a chop shop a melding of a 30 Model A Ford Coupe and a wrecked uh, 1948 Lincoln. Oh. It's the second restored car which uh, Ryan uh, head toward. That's great. <clears throat> uh, both songs, Hot Rod Lincoln and Hot Rod Race, are defining anthems of the hot rod community of the 1950s car culture. Hot Rod Lincoln has appeared in soundtracks uh, to the Beverly Hillbillies, yep. MTV's <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Uh, this was the only hit for Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen, who were a country... A rock group formed in the University of Michigan. Commander Cody's lead singer and piano player, George Frame. So he's a commander. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's a commander. And we're going to come back to this later because this is going to be lyrics with Ludini. Oh, yay. I can't help oh, it. Oh, nice. This yeah, is you a have really, to. Fantastic. That's a really fun. The lyrics are just fun. Real fun. They're just fun. Francisco. That's Super fun. fun. I'm going to laugh. Okay, Lily V6 is in the house. I have the song Hurricane by Bob Dylan, Ooh, which right. is kind of a protest song, but it also talks about uh, how... I'll just read it. 
uh, protest song by Bob Dylan, co-written uh, with Jacques Levy and re- uh, released in the 76 album Desire. The song is about the imprisonment, imprisonment of boxer Reuben Hurricane Carter. It compiles acts of racism and uh, profiling against Carter, which Dylan describes as leading to false trial and conviction. Uh, Carter and a man named John Artis had been charged with triple murder at the Lafayette Grill in uh, Patterson, New Jersey in 1966. Uh, the following year, Carter and Artis were found guilty of the murders, which were widely reported as racially motivated um, in the years that followed. Uh, a substantial amount of controversy emerged over the case, ranging from allegations of faulty evidence and questionable eyewitness, eyewitness testimony to an unfair trial. Um, basically, Bob Dylan was like trying to help the hurricane you know with his whole trial and everything but it ended up like bob dylan got in a lot of trouble for the song he had to change a lot of the lyrics because uh it was offending people but it still drew uh legal action from eyewitnesses who believed that it portrayed uh patricia graham as her part of the song as a controversy to frame carter and it was just this whole big controversy but i i remember it from the movie um dazed and confused which is great part in the movie when they're all walking in that little club um oh yeah i always wondered yeah. who because i know yeah. the song and yeah. i'm like it sounds like bob dylan a little bit but not really but yeah, yeah but that's why it threw me off yeah. okay now yeah. i know what that song is big song by bob dylan yeah mm-hmm. oh you yeah. know sometimes i'm not the brightest bulb in the circuit okay. thanks <laughs> thanks slowly oh my goodness um yeah speaking of bob dylan he's in his 80s and he's still touring mm. he's been touring steady since like 1989 literally has not stopped um <laughs> i haven't seen him yet <laughs> yeah and they say that he he's really like uh, he's, he appears to like a lot of times to really be out of it and um he mixes up the he like writes on the spot lyrics right. to his, like his like famous <laughs> songs and people are confused like wait a minute. i they thought this was yeah. <laughs> so yeah um interesting Bada, 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 and the last thing. Yeah, very much. So, um, wow, Hurricane, that's a good one. That's a yes. good. What do you, what do you, you got another one, Kevin? I do have one. Uh, this is from the debut album of a little band called The Runaways. Yay. Uh, run, this run, album run, came run, out. Run, run, run away. No, that's a different one. Uh, this one, uh, this album came out in March 1976. Und, the name of their song is Dead End Justice. Do you remember that song? I don't oh, remember this song. It's a fine I'm song. I'm going to have to go back and listen. Yeah, it's a fun song. So Dead End Justice is the only song on the band's debut album to feature both Jet, Joan Jet, and uh, now, is it Curie? I say Curie. Curie? Okay. Cherie uh, Curie. That's what I've heard. As lead vocals. It's the longest song on the album at seven minutes and one second. They had to add that one second just to... Just to you know, get it, it in there. The song is based about Shiri as a dead end kid getting busted for having drugs and being sent to a juvenile detention until she's 18. She hatches a plan to break out with the help of Joan, but while breaking out, she injures herself and urges Joan to go on. I like this song. I actually have it on my playlist. I might know it. I'd have to listen to it again. Yeah, if you heard it, I'm sure I've heard it. Like, yeah, I'm sure I have. But yeah, I think that one makes up for my last one. Because this really is talking about me. <laughs> You're so fired. Yeah, I feel bad. Like, you I didn't have feel bad. Where, 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 where Why justice do you feel bad? He does it. He's so I feel bad. horrible. I feel terrible. Oh, you are. Thank you. Terrible. No, I'm not. You <laughs> are. A terrible person. I love this song. <laughs> so we're going to, I think, wrap up mm-hmm. with uh, the authority song. You know, what's, you know, oh, you sums go. up when I fight authority, authority always wins. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> yep. more telling you that crime doesn't pay than that. Yep. Uh, when discussing the song, Mellencamp called it 
A new version of I Fought the Law. Mm-hmm. It's typical of Mellencamp's rebel attitude. Growing up leads to growing old and then to die and dying. To me, don't sound like all that much fun, right? No, not really. <clears throat> Mellencamp had a complex relationship with authority, which unlike what's stated in the song, didn't win. He grew up in Seymour, uh, Indiana, where nobody uh, had ever become famous. Ignoring the many naysayers, he went to New York and earned a record deal, which... Uh, he learned wasn't a big deal after all as labels were hiring photogenic young rockers by the hundreds. Most of these aspiring superstars came from cities were willing to play the game doing whatever the label deemed necessary. Mellencamp clashed with his culture but didn't have a clear direction. He tried on a number of public personas before establishing his identity as a Heartland rocker with his 1982 American Fool album. By uh-huh, he was still focused on making hits, but uh, imbuing them with more subtext and artistry. He was also transitioning his stage name, becoming John Cougar Mellencamp. For the first time, he started recording Johnny Cougar or John Cougar. Uh, thanks to Jack and Diane, it hurt so good. Mellencamp was a big star by the time the song was released, and much of his success was owed to MTV. He hated making videos, and the Authority song paired him with a director uh, who had equal disdain for them. <laughs> Jay Dubin told Sound, Sound Facts, it just uh, uh, has to look nice and exist for a few short minutes. There's no magic in it. Uh, the video... In black and white, shows Mellencamp as a boxer stepping into the ring, but without gloves and without ever actually fighting. Um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but uh, cool song, really big song. Um, I fight authority, authority always wins. Sure <laughs> it's a kind of like, and kind of like they how sure like, um, like it just kind of sucks sometimes, right? You know. They got you by the short hairs. Yeah, they do. I think oh, that's kind of like sort of like sums the song up. You know, you're just like, yeah, oh, boy. It's a good song though. Yeah, mm-hmm. fun song. Fun, song. Good fun dancing song. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure I watched people dance to that on American Bandstand. Yeah, huh? yeah, <laughs> you probably did. I, I think that like a lot of people don't realize um, us old geezers here. Like, yeah. that's where you saw bands. Right. So you would watch, like, these people dance, waiting mm-hmm. to hear the band so who's you wanted. Yeah, who's yeah. be on today. And quite frankly, I did see John Mellencamp's, um, John Cougar Mellencamp's band uh, perform on, on Bandstand. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But um, anyways, um, yeah. Uh, so I think we have a cool little list. Uh, yeah. You can find us on LudiniRockandRollCircus.com and, you know, all the podcast notes and everything. And you can... You know, uh, you know, check checks out check, the more check. details on this yourself. I put in the some references with a lot more songs that we didn't even talk about. I'm sure there's people in the comments screaming at us. You know, shut the fuck up. Yeah, they could probably say that too. <laughs> I mean, I'm just scrolling through here. There's so oh, so many like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, that that that's a good one. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, um, where where's the uh, Oh, see, there's another Dylan, mm-hmm. now, and of course that. Uh huh. Right. You know. Yeah. So, um, yep. yep. There's just so many. So there's no way we could do them all. So we'll 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 do a part two at of some course. point. This warrants a part two for sure. I was trying to think of a verses podcast. Oh, okay. For you know, week. so think, mm. think about it, guys. I'd like to do another verses. Um. Yeah, we haven't done one in a hot minute. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, Lily, you brought up. Um, Bob Dylan. I did. Uh, Hurricane. And um, 
that made me re re realize or made me uh, think of this documentary. I'm not done with it yet. It's called, um, what's it called, Kevin? Um, the Death Clause. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The Death Clause. And, and um, I'm telling you, man, we're going to do a podcast on this subject. We got to talk about it. I'm going to try to get the guy who made the documentary to come on. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, mm -hmm. If he can. We have, you know, we have limit, you know, limited ways of doing stuff. But um, you can find, just look at it. It's on YouTube. It's totally free. Like, just just, just go watch it right now. You'll, <laughs> we'll wait. You'll, 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 yeah. Pause the podcast. No. <laughs> well, you could. I'm not really going to do any spoilers. I'm just going to say, like, um, as Ray Wiley Hubbard said one time uh, in a song, rock and roll is a vicious game. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a dirty, rotten business. And, um, it just, it turns out that many of our beloved artists and some who even maybe you don't even know are worth more to the record industry dead than alive. <laughs> and this is actually written in to the contract that the artist signs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they have them. They take out massive insurance policies on these people. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. And some of these people have. When you start to, when you watch this documentary, you will see the death of people like Prince, Michael Jackson, Tom Petty. You'll start to see their deaths in a little different light. Mm -hmm. You'll start to you'll start to question things a little bit. I'm not saying that all those were like you know conspiracies or whatever. But it wouldn't surprise me if some of them are, like you know. But it's it's pretty damning. It's pretty cool. Yes. Really interesting. Um, so yeah, you should check do it a out. Podcast on that's gonna be. Really yeah, I want to do a podcast on that uh, for sure. Um, so we do have some cool podcasts coming up for you guys before we move on too too far here. Um, <clears throat> we have some good ones, and I want to. Uh, to tell you about them, senorita. <laughs> I think we're going to lie. Go ahead, tell us now. I will wait right here. Oh you wait right here. Okay, so first of all, the, uh, July is going to be fucking awesome. It's crazy. Because Friggin. we're kicking off the 4th of July, the the, in, uh, the Independence Day week, uh, holiday week, with what really happened to rock and roll. Oh. Okay? Uh-huh. Um... This is a, this is going to be very in depth discussion. Okay. okay. So like, I have like a lot of ideas, and, and it, this covers a lot of different subjects. There's a lot of things to consider. Like some very smart people have put out YouTube videos on this, Rick Beato and different people like that. But I feel like a lot of people are just not understanding the entire picture of there's a there's a lot that went into why we are where we are right now with the music business and the music that we have um you know in the in the uh in in the main mainstream i don't hate that word uh but the you know a fm big fm pop stations and rock stations um it's not that rock is dead but it just just keep this in mind just keep this in mind <laughs> yes there were it, it, there was always no matter what was on the pop charts there was always guitar bands you know right. what i mean like yeah. there's always there was always bands like Huey Lewis in the news 
There's mm-hmm. always bands like Cheap Trick. There's always bands like mm-hmm. The Cars. You know, like this. They're basically rock bands. They just but real, real catchy songs. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. So you always uh, people like Brian Adams yeah. and Eddie Money and mm-hmm. uh, people, people like that. Um, so mixed in with the more like smoothed out stuff and the dancier stuff and you know that you know and there the, the you know there's always the country song. You know, there's always yeah. the country song that was rising to the pop of the charts, top of the top of the pop charts. Um, so, but, but that's like we don't have that. Like, there's really you know, and there are really no bands that have come out in the last 20 years that could like pack stadiums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The bands that are packing stadiums are U2, Metallica. Who else? <laughs> well, they have the exactly. stadium tour. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know. I mean, like. There's, there's just, not a whole there's lot. not a whole lot of rock bands <laughs> no. that can that can do that. I mean, stones. Yeah, the stones. Still do it. The stones. Mm-hmm. The stones. There you are. I mean, there's, there's a handful, <laughs> but there's not. And they're all older. Yeah. You know, none of them mm-hmm. are like current. You know, yeah, you, current. You know, like hot rock bands. Um, we just don't have that right now. So it's uh, we're gonna get into all the whys and what fors of that. We're, so be prepared. Take notes. Yeah. Um, We've been doing um, the second month, week of the month, the al- an album. And we've done a lot of different kind of albums. We've done metal and rock mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, singer-songwriter and a lot of different stuff. We've not done a, a tribute album. Um, there was a re- there was this, this thing that has happened, like started happening in the 90s. It was really big in the 90s where there was tribute albums to an artist. And the artists of that day, the current rock artists of that day, would interpret some classic band's catalog. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one for Led Zeppelin. So, you know, and um, Encomium, in, in right? Is that it? Encomium? Encomium. Yeah. Encomium? Am I saying it wrong? It's, it's an it? Econum. Inco- inco- <laughs> All right, it's stop talking. Say it, Lily. What is it? Ecomium. Ecomium. I don't freaking know. No, I inco- think that inco- first M is actually an N. Oh, is it an N? It is I not. It is not. It isn't? I I, I, I spelled it like that at first, and I went and looked oh, it up, and okay. it is not. Encomium. Okay. Yeah, encomium. So I had, I had I actually had it right. Okay. A tribute to Led Zeppelin. Anyways, um, there's a lot of, uh, it's the, those artists that were out in the, um, I think mm-hmm. it came out in the mid-90s. Um, mm-hmm. It's all those artists, that, you know, bands like Cracker and, you know, these different groups. Uh, Big Head Todd and the Monsters is a, like a really cool song. So, like, we're going to get into that um, mm-hmm. and explore that album. On the 18th. This is gonna be fun. Oh, Lily's gonna have to like do a little homework because she's not a big YouTube person. I watch it enough to know. Okay, but we're gonna talk about ten YouTubers that actually should be rock stars, stars, or ten YouTuber. You could frame it like this: ten YouTubers that like, if this was the seventies, eighties, or nineties, they would be they would be house they would be household names. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go through ten ten of those. Um. We're going to do something a little like, uh, you know, we're going to kind of stretch it out a little bit at the end of the month with When Rock Goes Rap. And we're going to get into, you know, these 10 bands that uh, got rappers Mm -hmm. to get up and headbang or headbangers to get up and rap or what have you. Exactly. Either or. Either or. It goes both ways. So um, we're going to we're going to talk about that and that whole phenomenon and, you know, what we think of that. So anyway, so July is going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, so I uh, just want to give you guys a heads up as to what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on. <laughs> Who doesn't even like sports? Oh, 
Oh, I but I like that quote. But he sure do like Blazing Saddles. <laughs> I do. That's one of the greatest movies that ever mm-hmm. happened. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, the other great movie that happened is uh, the... Inc- the oh, go ahead. The Incredible Weight of Massive Talent. There I, think that, I think that's the title. But it's Nick Cage plays Nick Cage. If you have not seen it, <laughs> you, you should check it out. It's fun. Yeah. It's out there. It's out there. It's all out there. Just for you. Just for you and all. It's, it's all out there for a taking, Kay. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look That's at a that. Mess. That's oh, a big pile wait. of code right up in your ass. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to uh, put... The... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying oh, to get... computer the, magic. I'm trying to get my window right. There you go. So um, I, but I do have to, yes. Ludini. You have to. The, okay, we, the band has to. There you go. Nix we want to hear you. Because I, yeah, I don't want to get. Mm. Lubricate. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, I was just thinking of it. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah, man, blah, I got to teach yada, you guys yada. how to like vamp. We're scared because we You see me like I'm taking a drink or something. Well, like, I didn't know you were going to drink like a freaking camel. I know. Jeez, you all right there? <laughs> you can feel you can, you can you know, free to jump later. in and say, uh, okay. you know. Wow. Hurry up, Lou, and drink your water. <laughs> there, you, that's great. You need a, you need a, uh, like a hand Let's go, signal. Brandon. I don't know. I'm never <laughs> ever going to say that. Let's go, Ludini. No, nah, that doesn't work. <laughs> Forget it. You're such a Let's go. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, maybe it did work because look, he finished. <laughs> okay, this is Hot Rod Lincoln. <clears throat> Here we go. And I, I hope I do. I hope I don't fuck this up. L I N C O L N. Fuck us. I know how to spell Lincoln. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> did you just call me A Blinken? No, I said A Blinken. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the story, Lily, of the hot rod race? When the Fords and Lincolns was setting the pace, the story is true, and I'm here to say, I was driving that Model A. I didn't know you were that old. Ooh, careful. <laughs> now I know. Now you know. I'm that. Uh, now I was this. You were this many days old when you found out I was that many years old. <laughs> I was forty. <laughs> I got. I got a. It's got a Lincoln motor, mm-hmm. and it's really souped up. And that Model A body makes it look like a pup. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to add some stuff. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's got eight cylinders, uses them all. It's got overdrive, just won't stall. Mm -hmm. With four barrel carb and dual exhaust, with four, uh, 4.11 gears, you can really get lost. It's got safety twos, but I ain't scared. The brakes are good. The tires are fair. Mm -hmm. Pulled out of San Pedro late one night with the moon and the stars was shining bright. Was driving up Grapevine Hill, passing cars like they were standing still. All of a sudden, in the wink of an eye, a Cadillac sedan passed us by. I said, boys, Mark, that's a mark for me. And then the taillight was all you could see. Now the fellas was ribbing me for being behind, so I thought I'd make the Lincoln unwind. I took my foot off the gas and met alive. I shoved it on down into overdrive. That sounds dirty. It is. <laughs> this song is probably a metaphor for, you know. Mm-hmm. What? What do you mean? No. You know what? That's, see? <laughs> Lily's shedding a whole new light on it. 
Wound it, it up make to it 110. My speedometer said I'd hit top end. Mm-hmm. My foot was blue, like lead to the floor. That's all there is, and there ain't no more. Now the boys all thought I lost my sense, and telephone poles looked like a picket fence. They said, slow down, I see spots. The line on the road just looked like dots. Took a corner, sideswiped the truck, crossed my fingers just for luck. My fenders were clicking the guardrail posts. My guy beside me was white as a ghost. Smoke was coming from out of the back when I started to gain on that Cadillac. I knew I could catch him. I thought I could pass. But don't you know by then we'd be low on gas? Mm -hmm. We had flames coming from out of the side. Feel the tension. Man, what a ride. I said, look out, boys. I got a license to fly. And that caddy pulled over and let us by. Now, all of a sudden, she started to knocking. And down in the dips, she started to rocking. I looked in the mirror. A red light was blinking. The cops was after my mm. hot rod Lincoln. Mm. They arrested me and put me in jail and called my pappy to throw my bell. And he said, son... You're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod, rod Lincoln. Lincoln. There you go. <laughs> um, what a, that was a fun song. That is a super fun song. The music one, is fun. The lyrics are fun. Yeah. Good Kind of got me a little hot over here. Yeah, but and really? I, I love the idea wow. that this is a metaphor for, uh, for getting laid. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> now you know. Wow. He's like he's like you know cruising, and like Why this, are there other this guys car involved? he's, um, <laughs> well you know, doesn't matter. It's not relevant. <laughs> he's got to have look. He's got to have his wingman. Oh, there, see? there you go. That's a good. Thanks, that, there Lou. it is. There it is. He's got to have his. Lou. He's got to have his wingman. His wing. His wing wang. Wing wang men. He's got to have his wingman. And so they're cruising for mm-hmm. some action. And he, this Cadillac shows up. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's Fancy. like taunting him, teasing Fancy. him, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I ain't having it. No. <laughs> and so this whole thing where he overtakes her. Yeah. Is, you know, that's, that's the, some that's, rock and roll right there. That's the. Ave Maria. That was beautiful, Lou. I never hear that song when I'm having sex, though. What a lovely singing <laughs> voice you that's must great. have. That's great. Let me know when you're going to have sex. I'll come over and play it. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe you didn't know already. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. We'll listen when we hit the moment. It'll open up. Go ahead. Like the whole neighborhood. Be <laughs> <laughs> giant lights. Lily's got a friend over again. I'll put a show on. I don't care. <laughs> wow. Lily von Stupp. <laughs> on a show. Nice. Uh, Lord, I apologize. I thought I had this all together, and I do not have this section, but I know Lily's got a good band. I do have a good band. band. I have the Almas, uh, all-American touring original hard rock band from New Munster, Wisconsin. They say, some people say they smell like Munster cheese. They might. I don't know. (laughs) Their music has a very large and organic sound following the yesteryear of rock and roll. Uh, Mm -hmm. They impart the truest essence of rock and roll through their guitar-driven licks, road dog attitude, and high-energy professional live performance. I have seen them live. It is female-fronted. It is fantastic. Uh, Since the beginning of 2019, (laughs) get the clown out of here. They've embarked. Honky the clown. Since 2019, they have embarked on numerous U.S. tours playing from coast to coast, most notable the Whiskey A Go-Go and Breaking Into Canada with the Maple Rock Fest. They are currently on the Mama We're All Crazy tour with the Ratchet Dolls and Some Date Solo. Check did them they out. do that song? 
No, they don't. Mama, we're all crazy They now. do not do oh, that. Oh, that would have been cool. And unless they've put it in their list since I've seen them. Oh. <laughs> it's a great band, though. Cool. Well, good one. Did I spell that correctly? The Almas. Yes, you did. Good job. You had not the Almas. Not the Llamas. No, no not the Llamas. Almas. That's, a, that's a completely different band. Yes. The Llamas. The they Dollies. Spit. They spit a lot. <laughs> Careful, they spit. That was perfect. It's from a movie I know. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? No, you don't know. Because no, it's I a cartoon. Don't. I'm not allowed to watch those movies. <laughs> Mama says I'll get blind. <laughs> it's the Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. Oh. Or no, it's from Aladdin. It's from Is Aladdin. It? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what happened? What happened? What, what, this what day. Happened? Oh, some bunch of bullshit. That's a Usually. B- 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 bullshit. Bunch, some bullshit happened. Some people were born. Some people died. <laughs> Look some at Some people up. did shit. The Beatles. Okay, it does not start with the Beatles. Nice. No, God damn it. What? But they landed McCartney still showed oh. a fuck. God damn them. Those guys, man. They, they, <laughs> they, they weasel their way into everything. Why? Why do they do that? Their Peter attention- Gordon went to number one on the U.S. singles chart uh-huh. with the Lennon and McCartney song, A World Without Love. Oh, I no. don't care what they say. I won't stay <laughs> in a world. That's a Lennon McCartney. I, oh. did, I, did I was today years old when I learned yeah. that. Oh. I should know that. I think I did. Why I'm, did I'm a that? huge music fan, but I, I, why don't I know that? I think I did that. It's like... I didn't know. I well, I learned this about ten years. Steve Earle told me this. Uh huh. Red Rubber Ball was written by Paul Simon. Oh, really? Huh. And now you know. Well, now I know. Uh huh. The more, knew. The more now you know. All you know. <laughs> the Rolling Stones on this day in 1964 appeared as the entire panel on a UK uh, TV show, Juke Box Dury. That's how I would say that. Okay. Box Dury. <laughs> the music panel show ran on the BBC uh, June 1st, 1959 and December 1967, attracting 12 million viewers weekly and Saturday nights. Mm. I, I, it would be best if they would kind of give you like an idea of like what. What the hell that is? What yeah. the hell is that? Well, I know what that is. What the hell is that? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> On this day in 1966, the mothers... Hey, 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 hey. Of Invention. Of <laughs> <A> Prevention! <laughs> mothers of Prevention. The Mothers thing? of Invention released a debut solo, a studio album, Freak Out, on Verve Aww, Records. Aw, Freak Out! Off they, and they did that song. I'm lying. <laughs> we just lie. I know. Often cited as one of rock music's first concept albums, the album is a satirical expression of frontman Frank Zappa's perception of American pop culture and the nascent freak scene of Los Angeles. Uh, it was also one of the earliest double albums in rock music. Wow. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm not giving anybody else a chance. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Oh, Mick Jagger. 1967, oh, Mick Jagger was found guilty of illegal possession of two drugs Found in his jacket at a party given he by Keith Richards. Two, you don't say. It was my He had two drugs. He had two drugs. He had ibuprofen and a Tylenol. He was remanded overnight at Lewes Jail, England. Jagger requested books on Tibet and modern art and two packs of Benson and Hedges cigarettes. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Exactly, sir. Elvis Presley. Elvis Elvis appeared Elvis. on NBC TV show that was billed as his comeback special. I said come. 
back. <laughs> the show featured the king performing on a small square stage surrounded by mostly female audience. Yes, Presley was outfitted in black leather and performed Ow. many of his oh, early hits. Ooh. Look at all top my trolls are talking. 1970 Queen, the newly formed Queen featuring Freddie Mercury, possibly still known as Freddie Bassara, on vocals, guitarist Brian May, drummer Roger Taylor, and Mike Gross on bass played the first gig at Tur- <laughs> I, can, I never say this wow. one right. Tru- Truro? Truro City Hall, Cornwall, England. They yes. were billed as Smile, oh, Brian wow. and Roger's previous band for whom the booking had been made originally. Original material at this time included an early version of Stone Cold Crazy. Wow, look at that. You don't go crazy. Yeah, you crazy. Mm-hmm. How come you so crazy? Because I'm here. Well, that's <laughs> that is true. In 1970, Led Zeppelin this day, uh, the three-day bath festival. They, um, you know, they, you know, when you get on tour, guys, bath festival. You get, you get very dirty, right? And um, rockers, you know, occasionally get together, you know, in a bath festival. Mm-hmm. It's a giant. They take like the, you know, like you know. You know, they, uh, this, like, say the, the Pittsburgh stadiums there, you know. Right. And it would, you would, like, fill them up with all the way to the top with water. Yeah. And all these rock and rollers get in there. You sure. Know. It's a bath festival. Wait a minute. Why haven't I signed up for And this? they have all kind of nice, you know, sudsies in there. And, rubber you know, duckies. Calgon. Got rubber duckies. Calgon. Mm-hmm. Oil of LA. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, it's all there. Um, it's the Bath Festival. It's a, it's called the Bath a Festival. Selection of rubber and, Led, ducks. and Led Zeppelin was there. You know. <laughs> they included Santana, The Flock, Hot Tuna. All right, I know Hot Tuna. Hot Tuna, sure. Country, uh, country Joe oh, McDonald, yes. Coliseum Jefferson Airplane mm-hmm. set aborted. Uh, oh. Oh. oh, so maybe they chooched. They were afraid to take the clothes off. Maybe. I don't blame them. The, the Birds bath. played an acoustic set. Doctor John Frank Zappa. Canned Heat, It's a Beautiful Day, Steppenwolf, Johnny Winter, jo- gee, everybody was there, Peter oh, Green, Pink, Pink oh, Floyd. I wasn't there. You know uh, who performed their new Sweet Adam Heart Mother, which uh, which at the time was announced as the Amazing Pudding. Uh, <laughs> I want some yeah, Amazing Pentangle, Pudding. Pentangle, Fairport Convention, and Keith Hart. Keith! Wow. <laughs> Do you want to read one? No. Okay. Too far 1970, away. the Jackson 5 started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with The Love You Save, the group's third number one of the year. It made number seven in the U.K. Wow. They, yeah, that and ABC are like those songs mm. that are so, like, infectious. Yes. You know, if you can't... Very danceable, yeah, too. Yeah, like, you just can't... <laughs> you gotta get up move when they start playing. <laughs> uh, 1970, the Transcontinental Pop Festival, mm. better known as the Festival Express, set off the tour... Uh, uh, was unique in that rather than flying to each city, most of the acts traveled on a chartered train. Uh, Grateful Dead, Janis Joplin, the band, Flying Burrito Brothers, Buddy Guy Blues Band, all traveled together on a train um, playing shows in Toronto, Winnipeg, uh, Saskatoon, Sask- Saskatoon. Saskatoon, Saskatoon, and Calgary. So there's a movie yeah, we had talked about, about this. this. There's yeah. a documentary called Festival Express. <clears throat> Somebody was smart enough to take a lot of video equipment and record this, and mm-hmm. especially record the activity on the train. Oh, okay. And there's like, there's like 24-hour jams. Like people mm-hmm. would come in, you know what I mean? Now? And then they would, somebody would... You know, people, someone else would go and they would go eat dinner, maybe go go to bed or whatever, and then other people would come and they would, the music would just kept going. <clears throat> Why don't they do this now? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool, huh? 
1980, Led Zeppelin appeared at Mess Hall, Nuremberg, Germany. In a mess hall. In a mess, yeah, hall. mess hall. During their last yeah, ever yeah. tour, after the group had played just three songs, drummer John Bonham collapsed on stage, causing the remainder of the show to be Oops. canceled. You okay? Stop drinking John? all the jack, friend. You okay, John? Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Michael Jackson on this day in 1981 had his first solo UK number one with One Day in Your Life a song Aww. recorded by Jackson with 1975 album Forever Michael, Ever Michael. Nice. Um, yeah that how, now that is a like there's a good example right mm-hmm. the Jackson 5 are a really big band and, Jack, yeah. and Michael Jackson goes off on his own and like he doesn't like immediately like knock it out of the park and become the biggest thing ever. It's this like build Gradual. up, build up, build mm-hmm. up, build up. And when that thriller came out, that that was know, it. Boom. <laughs> you know that was just like um, off the wall was a good record. He had big hits mm-hmm. on that, but that thriller, thriller was just like you know you couldn't not know the songs. You could be the hardest core rocker and you knew the songs because mm-hmm. they were just everywhere and they were good. Um, go ahead. 1981, Motorhead scored their only UK number one album with No Sleep Till Hammersmith. The, the live album was recorded at Leeds and Newcastle shows during their short, sharp pain in the neck tour <laughs> in 1981. The name of the tour was a reference to the injury sustained by Phil Taylor when he was dropped on his head during some after show oh, horseplay. Uh, not when he was a child, because yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah, right. Despite the title of the album, the London venue, the Hammersmith Odeon, was not played on the tour. Hmm. Stamped. Aww. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my god! You get to talk about the fat boys. I can't wait because I do love them. I'm talking about Whitney Houston. 1987, Whitney Houston became the first uh, women. Women. She became the first woman. Uh-huh. She became the first woman in U.S. history to enter an album chart number one with Whitney. She also became the first woman to top the singles chart with four consecutive releases. When I Want to Dance with Somebody hit number one. Oh. In 1988, the Fat Boys filed a $5 million lawsuit against the Miller Beer Company following a TV commercial featuring three overweight rappers clad in Fat Boys-style Davy Crockett hats. Oh, naughty, naughty. <laughs> Davy, Davy Crockett. The Disorderlies. That's their movie. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's their right. movie. I was yeah. sitting here thinking of it. Uh, Don, uh, Don Amici's in it. Yeah. Wow. Poor Don Amici. <laughs> you should see. I remember. I never saw the movie, but I saw the uh, Cisco and Ebert. Review it's, of it. It's horrible, but I love and, it. And they were like, <laughs> and like one of them, I can't remember if it was Cisco or Eber, was like genuinely concerned for Don Amici. Really? Like he like they because he was like he was like he looked they're like he looks terrified. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Um, Michael Jackson played his first night on his Dangerous World Tour at the Olympic Stadium in Munich, Germany. This is 1992. The tour consisted of 69 concerts, approximately 3.9 million fans across three continents. All profits made from the tour were donated to various charities, including Heal the World Foundation, Jackson's main reason for conducting the tour. Hmm, see? And, I mean, you can't do this today. No. A band cannot go out and then donate all the proceeds. Nope. Because this is the only way they make any money. It's sad. Yeah. It's a sad world. But the next band... 1994, Ooh. Aerosmith became the first major band to let fans download a full new track free from the internet. Oh, Lord Ooh. Jesus. OMG. 1997, Cheryl Crow did something. She did that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next. Did she now? She appeared at this, I mean, like, they that could put really any of these, is not a thing. They could have put, like, any of these other bands. Yeah. There was yeah. three defense one Glastonbury, and Cheryl Crow was one of the acts, but a bunch of other very cool bands were there as well. So, like, oh Smashing Bumpkins. 
bumpkins. Sting. But they, put, but they put Cheryl Crow. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's, like a thing. it's interesting. Coors, 1988. After spending 30 weeks on the UK album chart, the Coors went to number one with uh, Talk on Corners. It went on the. It went on to be the best-selling UK album in 1998, spending 142 weeks on the chart. I don't even know who they are. Coors, I'll drink to that. Right. Woo! <laughs> if they're an Irish band. Oh, okay. Um, I don't I don't no, think we really no. need to read yeah, uh, it. Brian O'Hare, singer with a, a guitarist with the foremost, hung himself at age 56 oh, on this well, day in 1999. So that's like a lot of happy stuff. Go ahead. 2002, John Entwistle, one day before the scheduled first show, The Who scheduled, <laughs> oh my God, scheduled first show of The Who 2002 U.S. tour bass player John Entwistle died aged 57 in his hotel room. I'm, no, I'm not reading the rest of this. No. This, this is, is not, so depressing. I now. want this to be a happy <laughs> this, podcast. This is, but this is how you die. <laughs> Yeah, Ant's right? whistle went to bed that yeah. night with a stripper. Nice. <laughs> Who woke she up woke up. He went to bed with a stripper. And, I mean, come on, dude. Everybody's what dying. What is a better way to go than that, nice, man? John. Well, I hope he snorted cocaine out of He died asshole. doing what he loved. <laughs> or who he loved. <laughs> I he don't know. Either that. or. <laughs> well, briefly. That sounds good. Can't buy love, but you can rent it for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-loom-ba. I was thinking that was a Muppet thing. That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, guys, that's like, I think, pretty much going to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is stupid. Yeah, we don't uh, this Chris Squire. Oh, today, yeah. Bassist, guitarist, yeah. co founder of Yes, progressive rock band, passed away at the age of 66 oh, and he had leukemia. He's dying. He's dying. Oh, jeez. Next one. Died. This was, yeah, this is a whole bunch yeah. of... Let's go to birthdays yeah. instead of dying. Yeah, so, so when, you, when you got born, not when you got dead. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Pomus. American Pumus? Pumus. 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 Hummus. Pumus. Does Doc Pumus eat hummus? That's what I got. I don't know. <laughs> I, I want some hummus now, though. He's best known as a lyricist yeah. of many rock and roll hits with uh, Mollette Shillman. Teenager in Love, Say the Last Answer oh, Me, Sweets for My Sweet, oh, yeah. Can't Get Used to Losing You, Little Sister, Suspicion, Surrender, and Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> he, that's the way it used to go. Uh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. 1994, Bruce Johnson. Johnston, excuse me. Johnston. Uh, My old Johnston. <laughs> vocals, guitar, the Beach Boys in 1965. He joined the band for live performances, filling in for the group's co-founder, Brian Wilson. He wrote the number one Barry Manilow hit, I Write the Songs, and also sang the recordings for Elton John's Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, and several songs on Pink Floyd's album, The Wall. Ooh, go, Bruce. Wow. Happy birthday, Bruce. Don't let your sun go down on me? Wow. Good day, Bruce. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's not your. That's I didn't say your. Don't let your sun go down on me. It's the sun. I don't have a son. You don't let your son. Nothing you know of. <laughs> I kind of feel like I would know if I shat a child. I'll thank you very much. Wow. Shat out a child. <laughs> that was the day I shat out a child. Well, you shat on the child? Maybe. I don't oh know. My. I don't really know what's going on at this point. No, uh, right? Jim, American guitarist Jim Fuller was hey, born in the Santa Forty Seven sure. Safaris. Yes. They had that uh, big hit with the song Wipeout. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's been in tons of movies and TV if commercials. If you don't know it, look it up. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> 1951, Gilson Lavis. Is that how we say that? Yes. Uh, sure, English drummer not? Gilson Lavis, who has worked with Chuck Berry, Jules Holland, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Dolly Parton. He was working in a brickyard when he noticed the advertisement in Melody Maker for Squeeze, who he joined in the 70s. Yeah, Ooh. Squeeze, that's a good band. Yeah. There's always bands that like... 
know. You kind of forget about them. You yeah. kind of forget them. So yeah. it'd be kind of cool to kind of like maybe do something with it. But anyways, uh, Lisa Germano, American singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentist, 94 album Geek the Girl, also worked with John Mellencamp, Simple mm-hmm. Minds, Neil Finn, mm-hmm. Cheryl Crow, Iggy sure. Pop, and Jewel and Eels. Happy wow. birthday, Lisa. What are we at? Oh, nineteen fifty-eight. Jeffrey Lee Pierce, uh, American singer, songwriter, and guitarist, and the founding member. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The Gun Club. Pierce died from a blood clot on his brain on March thirty-first, nineteen ninety-six, age thirty-seven. But I also wanted to say that Bill Damiano on this day and (laughs) interviewed Doug Carnahan, lead vocalist for After the Fall. So he wrote that on there. Oh, wow. So, um, anyways, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Well. Today's a horrible day for it birthdays. It's a horrible day. Yeah, it was like not a lot of I big rockers. I wanted it to be a happy day. The weekend comes rolling all week to you. I thought you were going to do more. <laughs> I don't know. That's all we're doing. We're yeah. not doing no more. Okay. That's we all there is and there ain't no more. Sonny boy. <laughs> is there any comments that we have to deal with? Is there any people that we have to there? deal with? <laughs> Make it sound like a chore. <laughs> well, I mean, Bill Damiano had a thir- his dad had a thirty-two Model A Victoria. Nice. He laughed at the thing about you guys coming up to my door with the speakers. Um, You're not gonna laugh, but I'm gonna awesome. be screaming. Hopefully, <laughs> he has had Thriller on cassette. Wow. He loved the movie The Disorderlies, and he also had The Fat Boys on cassette, and that's what I have as far as comments. <laughs> well, thanks, Bill. <laughs> Andy Dermott was in. Demet was in earlier. What are what you, are you trying? trying? That's Michael Goltz. I saw it, but it must have jumped off my comments. <laughs> what are Michael, we trying what, to lubricate? I don't know. Trying that was when you were drinking water. Lubricate the pain. <laughs> when I need some lubrication, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Teddy. Teddy, Teddy. Speaking of Ted Nugent. Yes. Um, you guys should definitely watch that documentary. He's in it. Um, Death Claws. Yeah, highly, I'm gonna watch it. Highly, highly yeah, recommend really you guys, you guys check that out because uh, um, up I could post it in the inner circle, but it's a uh, it's like damn, <laughs> damn. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, guys, go to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com uh, and uh, download. Uh, there's no app to download. No, <laughs> but we're working on that, you know. But um, now go there and. Um, there's all kind of cool stuff there. You can get on, um, get signed up for our newsletter and give you our access to our inner circle group where you can hang out with us. Um, RockRageRadio.com, download the app and check out WolfsCustoms.online. Find them on social media for custom artwork done on your musical instrument. Lily? Mm-hmm. Um, also listen to my show, Hot Licks with Lily Six, uh, Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Rock Rage Radio. Download the app or um, just go to rockrageradio.com. I will be at Gigaroo this weekend at Island Park in Salzburg. It's the Rock for Life concert series. Gigaroo. It's a charity event um, sponsored by RFL Records. I didn't know that till just a second. I guess I should oh, cool. start reading things when they're sent to me. Yeah. Uh, but it's two days of bands and the money and proceeds all go to children who are in need uh there's gonna be tons of vendors i'm gonna be there doing wow i'm gonna be there doing <laughs> interviews on sites um <laughs> I'm in of going wow. oh, um i hate you guys so much uh but come on out it's gonna be a great time you can go camping bring your own beer that's sort of thing there will also be breweries on site and food so that's where i will be <laughs> breaking shit apparently yeah wow <laughs> all kind of 
Next week we will have a special guest, Fred Durst, on the show. I won't be here. (laughs) If that's the case. Durst is cursed. Oh my. But make sure you remind people what day we're doing next week. We are doing it on the 5th. Um... Yeah, they, no. I'm gonna be ha- hanging out here and watching the fireworks from my uh, porch, from yeah. your hillside, <laughs> from your loft. So um, I, I'm not gonna be doing the podcast. Um, so we will be on Tuesday the fifth. Yep. I will be here. I'll be here. I'll be here too. <laughs> I'll be here three. And I helped. <laughs> you did. And who are you again? I'm who am I? Who be you be? Like for real, or should I make yes, up a for character? Real. Oh, I'm Pittsburgh <laughs> Kevin, everybody. <laughs> what are you doing? What's going What's on? What are we laughing at? Yeah. Oh, him. Lily, what are you doing? What's Lily. going on there, Lily? I think that we lost everybody today. Oh, uh, yeah. I think we pissed Hey, look, we well, are, they all can't be gems. We're an hour and a half in, that's why. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we're going to get the hell out of here. Uh, yeah. Have a great week. And um, happy Fourth of July! Have a wonderful Fourth of July. Keep rocking. Stay free, and uh, we'll catch you next week on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.